Welcome to From the Den Podcast, providing Bears and NFL fans alike with compelling news, discussion, and debate. I'm your co-host, Benjamin, joined alongside my dear friend and co-host, Orrin. Hey, Benjamin, let's get right into it. As always, kickoff starts now. Welcome to From the Den, episode 48. 48? Yes. More casual episode. Let's talk about the Bears in free agency, what we think. Loki want to talk about the NBA, but this is branded a football podcast, so we're going to talk about the Bears. I still love the Bears. Um, go Bulls, though. Need a little bit of Bulls luck. But no. Okay, Bears. You got that free agency? I don't know. Let's think, let's think of a good question to start off with. Darnell Mooney. We're going to start off with a specific question. Darnell Mooney. Darnell Mooney. Give me your player profile on him for this season. What's, what's going to happen, man? I think the better question that I will be asking you is looking at what the Bears have done so far this offseason. Wow. Okay, fine. Darnell Mooney will come back later, I guess. Sure. Fine. Listen. Okay. Looking at what the Bears have done this offseason, who they've added, and the, while the draft is yet to come, I'm not sure what would happen. Do you agree with the Bears' assessment that Darnell Mooney is a true wide receiver one? I'm thinking, I'm thinking, by the way, this is not radio silence here. Well, I don't think anyone thinks Darnell Mooney is a true wide receiver one. I love Darnell Mooney, but they're not in win-now mode, you know? He works enough. The goal of this season is to get Darnell Mooney and Justin Fields to develop great chemistry. Ben, you know what makes me so happy? That Darnell Mooney and Cole Komet and Justin Fields spend like most of the offseason working up together. That is, that's great. That is great. The goal of this offseason... Whoa. Oh, my God. Issues right now. What's up? What's up? I can hear you, though. You're talking about the goal of this offseason. Yeah, I know, but just my microphone fell out. So now the audio quality is going to be a lot worse. Don't you worry, though. Anyway, so the goal of this offseason, and this season in particular, is going to be to make sure that uh, Cole Komet, Darna Mooney, and Justin Fields have good chemistry. Um, so that means that even if they're not winning a lot of games, it's about, and, and even if you know Darna Mooney isn't looking like an elite wide receiver, it's about just getting that chemistry, and then maybe later on in when the Bears are looking like a win-now team, we can make a big, splashy wide receiver signing, and then you've already got that great wide receiver, too, in Darna Mooney. So my point is, no, he hasn't proven that he's a wide receiver one, but it's not. He's, I'm still super excited, and it's not really like the goal of the season to have him have the wide receiver one. Now, let me ask you another question. Looking at what the Bears have done this offseason, if the Bears traded Robert Quinn for a fifth-round pick, would you be happy or upset? Fifth round pick? Fifth round pick. I'd be upset. I would be upset. I would be upset. How much are we paying him? 18 million. I would be upset. Oh. I would. I, I'd like to have him around. I think he could still go crazy. And honestly, I'm sorry. Is it that much to ask to, to have a little excitement in my life? You know, even if we're doing bad, to have a player who's good? Aside from Justin Fields, I think... You know, I wouldn't mind to have an actually good linebacking core. We've already got our guy, Travis Gibson, who, guess what? He's a breakout hit, and you know what? He's going to ball out. I would be happy if they didn't, you know, spend a high pick on a linebacker. I'm not kidding. I think 
Travis Gibson has a real chance to ball out this year. Not nothing about a bias because we interviewed him. Honestly, like he's shown every like he was a raw prospect and he's already developing after two years. Um, and not, and, not and, a bad thing, but the way he he came into college as a four three defender. He left college as a four-three defender, which means he played a lot more as a pass rusher and a lot less in coverage. And if you look at how he like played in a three-four defense under um, under Sean Desai, oh, I haven't used that name in a while. Forgot he existed. Um, yeah, I, you know, I'm pretty sad for Sean Desai. Sorry, a little side note, but like, we're also happy, and he did well. He did, he did okay, not great, but he really in, in another in another universe, like. I think he could have done really good things for the defense, but it just doesn't make sense with, uh, you know, I'd rather have what we have now than keep than keep Sean Desai if you're going to keep Matt Nagy and yeah. Ryan Pace. And so. so being a 3-4 linebacker is a big difference because a 3-4 linebacker, you have to be able to also play in coverage. So Travis Gibson came into college as a 4-3 defender, and now um, our new coach, Matt Eberflus, is bringing back the 4-3 the, the defense is what he played in college. So he's already more natural than that. And he, what happens is now he's going to play a lot more rushing the quarterback, which is clearly a strength because he's a dominant pass rusher. And we all love Travis Gibson. Yeah. Okay, Oren, I ask you, would you be mad if the Bears traded Robert Quinn for a fifth rounder? I would say yeah, no. Yeah, I'm just asking you your question. Go. I would say no. Yeah, I, I could guess no. What? I could guess no. I could guess no. Did you yeah, really say that? I would say no for the sole reason that this Bears team, I don't think, is going to win a lot of games. And once again, getting that contract out of the way before it becomes pretty detrimental to the team is a pretty good thing because the amount of money we have next offseason is insane. Like, I am super excited to see what we well, do. Well, do we really, like, how much more money would we have we traded Robert Quinn versus keeping him and then actually, like, Let's say we have an insane amount of money next offseason and we keep Robert Quinn. We just have another good player on the team. So is it really worth it to, you know, right? Like, be- I, if, if you're, if you're, let's say you're going to spend a lot of that money over your offseason, you're cutting Robert Quinn to spend it on someone else versus why don't you just keep him if he's a good player? Right. But he'll be 33. He's been playing in the NFL since 2011. And if you look at his stats, Aside from 2021 and 2019, the last time he had a 10-sack season was 2014. So not saying he's bad. I really, really like Robert Quinn. But it needs to be emphasized that Robert Quinn is old. He has had a lot of injuries. And that, honestly, it it wouldn't shock me if this season or next season he had a huge decline. Because we all remember in 2020, he had two sacks. Of course, I remember that. But his first play was a forced fumble, so it was. What do you know? It was, but yeah. I what know. what position or players? If you've done that much research, but I'll just say, what position should the Bears address first in the draft? Offensive line, more specifically, offensive guard. They really need an offensive guard right now. Like I, you were talking about in the earlier podcast that we were recording about the true confusion you had about who is our offensive lineman. Uh, James Daniels. I did have true confusion. I'm sorry. I um, James Daniels was not on the team. That upset me. That did upset me. Love Tevin Jenkins, but I like I James Daniels too. Yeah. So 
offensive linemen really need to get there. There's some solid offensive linemen, players like Tyler um, Linderbaum, who I don't know if he's going to fall. I'm pretty sure that's his name. Um, then you have other players like, um, I don't really, Zion Johnson. I think that's his name from Boston College. Some like offensive linemen who you could go there. I am no more about the wide receivers. And I really think the Bears also need a wide receiver, a player like um, George Pickens, who I really like, a player like Christian Wa- um, Watson, who I also very much like. So players like that I think could be really good for them in the draft. But, again. Okay, you know, so late-round drafting was Ryan Pace's specialty. I think we can agree. That was his best aspect of it as a general manager. So do you think – Assuming Ryan Poles is worse at late round drafting, will that have an impact? You know, and if he's better at early round, like, do you think who will be a better drafter, Ryan Poles or Ryan Pace? I hope Ryan Poles. I mean, yeah, of course you got to hope. But, like, it's very interesting because if you ask people how, like, I'm a Ryan bad. Pace was a really good late round drafter, but he just didn't, he just missed on a lot of the big picks. So if you ask a lot of people, they probably say he was a bad drafter because you know Trubisky was unforgivable in a lot of people's eyes yeah and I think you have to look at what Poles has done this offseason he's really trying to find like diamonds in the rough player like Nicholas Moreau Justin Jones Lucas Patrick Equinemius St. Brown Byron Pringle he's going digging deep at Al-Qadin Muhammad I don't really know whatever He's, he's digging deep to get these players, right? He's really, really, really trying to find these players that can get cheap. And I think that's something you'll see in the draft. I wouldn't be shocked if in the second round, he drafts a player that not that many people are not, not a huge name player. Not necessarily bad player, but a player that not... Well, I don't really know. How does that really correlate? Because he was doing that before to save money, but when it's in the draft, everyone's making around the same... You know, yeah, contract. Saying, so why would he take someone obscure in the draft? I'm not saying money concern. I'm saying that it seems to me that Ryan Poles has this idea of finding like diamonds in the rough, which could be great, right? Where he's trying all in the offseason instead of going for these big name players, he's trying to get the bargain deals, the deals that are going to get these players that he thinks are going to be that teams undervalue. So I could see what I'm saying is that I could see him trading down a solid amount, taking players later in the draft who he thinks are these diamonds in the rough so to be honest i wouldn't be surprised if Poles is a good late round drafter just by seeing his not maybe not necessarily good late round drafter but a drafter who has an a emphasis a general manager has an emphasis on trading back based on his philosophy and for agency that's true but i hope that he knows when you know it'd be kind of boring if he spent his whole time here just being frugal um i'm hoping that He's analyzing what's going on now in the NFL and saying this is not a good time for me to put like for me to make a big splashy move. And I'm hoping that he will know when to make those big moves and that he's not just someone who always is dictated by finding diamonds in the rough. You know what I mean? I'm hoping he's versatile enough to adjust, but we're just going to have to see that with time. Really, we don't we don't have a way to know. Now, this is an interesting question. Debo Samuel. I did text Benjamin about this. Has been You did text me about this. It's been rumored to want to trade out of San Francisco. Now it's rumors. Doesn't necessarily need to be true. It's been a lot of things going on with him. 
And one of the teams that has contacted the 49ers is our own Chicago Bears. The Bears. The Bears. Now, what do you say about getting Debo Samuel? Now, obviously, I would love for Debo Samuel to be here. Does he fit alongside Darnell Mooney? Yes. Give me Debo Samuel. Oh, my God. Give me Debo Samuel. I don't care. I'm just seeking some entertainment. I'm not even kidding. Debo Samuel is such a good player. If we utilize him right, I mean, he is a he's a weapon. He's a running back. He's a wide receiver. Um, he's he's such a great player. Of course, he fits line alongside Donna Mooney because he fits in any offense because he's not a standard wide receiver. He can do a lot, you know. Um, he's just exceptional. He's he fits in any offense. I really love Debo Samuel, but do you think he's a product of the Kyle Shannon offense where he's able to make a lot of I think he's boosted, but I think he's 100% more talented than just merely Kyle Kyle Shanahan. I think you look at a guy like Raheem Mostert, that is a speed running back. Um, He's a guy who is utilized very well, like definitely to the fullest of his abilities on the Kyle Shanahan offense because they realize what he can do and put him in like when the speed is needed. Um... As for Debo Samuel, he's so versatile. It's not like he's just a speedster. He's super fast. He's good at jukes, but he can catch. Like, he's a versatile player um, in general, and the 49ers realize that and then use him to his best of abilities, but that doesn't mean he's going to be bad anywhere else. It's just, you know, just um, Sh- Shannon's using him well, but he could do well anywhere. I just want to spend a minute to say how much I do appreciate Ryan Pace for drafting Justin Fields. Like, seriously, the amount of hope he gives me for this franchise is insane. I truly yeah. Yes, that. yes. But what do you have? How would you respond to all the reports like, you know, no quarterback has ever come back, like, no quarterback has, with this bad of a rookie season has ever done well? Or, like, you know, there's still a lot of criticism going on about his rookie season. Um, so, what's your response to that? It's stupid. It's idiotic. <laughs> Hayden Manning, I think, had the most interception. I know, I know, I know. That's yeah, that's my thing too. James Winston beat it or something, or maybe James Winston didn't beat it. I don't really remember. No, I think Peyton Manning still has it. Peyton Manning still has it. All right. What does that go to show you that Peyton Manning, debatably, you could make an argument he's the greatest quarterback ever. Not saying I would make that argument. The argument could be made. He is top. No, three no, it couldn't. No, it couldn't. But just say he's one of the greatest quarterbacks ever. The argument could be made. I think you could, but not the point. You could. You he's. Easily a top five quarterback of all time, and he had one of the yes, worst. Yes, yes. I'm not saying Justin Fields is Peyton Manning, but that argument is so flawed. You can look at a lot of quarterbacks. Lamar Jackson had a really Lamar Jackson is a player that is a lot more comparable to Justin Fields than Peyton Manning is. Lamar Jackson didn't have that good of a rookie season. I remember Ju- Lamar Jackson's second year; everyone was shocked by the huge jump he had. That's true. Yeah, yeah. No, Fields showed so much potential. Like, wow, he made incredible plays. And a lot of the stuff he messed up was just standard rookie stuff. It's not like he didn't look limited, put it that way. You know, his potential was always to the moon and it was just like little mental errors. But put it this way with Trubisky, those little like (laughs) just the way this is always my line. It's been my line for a while. The difference between Trubisky and Fields is 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 evidence and just the way they handle themselves. Like Trubisky always look kind of sad, kind of psyched out. Fields is locked in, man. Fields is, like, expressionless, but in a good way. Um, I think, honestly, that's a sign that he's going to be able to adjust to this NFL. He's going to be able to 
learn to not have these rookie mistakes anymore, especially with presumably a much more stable head coach, at least. Um, I, I, I respect the Colts organization, like I've said. So, yeah, I, I think basically, in short, he's going to get past those rookie mistakes and that potential. I'm excited to see just what he can do. And honestly, I think he probably learned a lot from having Matt Nagy as his coach, not in a good way where it's like, oh, Matt Nagy taught him so much, but he's probably saying, like, I made so many mistakes because Matt Nagy was such a bad coach, put me in so many bad situations that all the <laughs> I experienced as a rookie, I'm over with, right? I've yeah, hopefully. Every single one of the thousand mistakes. Like, the way – I think the Browns game just truly shows that Justin Fields didn't have a true rookie year with a competent coach ex- making his life easier. His coach made his life harder in every – That's true. Yeah, yeah. Way. Even Nagy made Trubisky's life easier. He definitely did. But I don't know. He just wasn't a good coach. <laughs> And if you look is at like, is is uh, is Nagy their offensive coordinator, the Chiefs' offensive coordinator, or just an assistant? I think he's an assistant because Bienemy's mm-hmm. there. No. Oh right, 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. So yes, yeah, but I mean, I look at Fields. Some of the throws he made, I mean, those are not normal quarterbacks. Normal quarterbacks don't make those throws. <laughs> and in my opinion, I can't see Justin Fields being up mediocre quarterback he just isn't a mediocre quarterback the talent he has right yeah there's no way he's gonna flatline he's no way boom he's likely boom maybe bust but yeah he's there's no way he can just well you know what he could be mediocre in the sense that like let me think like Jameis winston is mediocre and not that like the his play style is definitely not mediocre because I feel like mediocre makes you think like bland. You know what I mean? Justin Fields will never be bland, but he never. could be mediocre in the sense that he's unpredictable. He's just not polished enough, so he's unreliable. You know, he yeah. he gets you big days. So like, but he's never gonna be the guy who just like gets you like. He's never he gonna be like a Philip Rivers Andy type, Dalton. of course. That's just not his playing type. Yeah. He'll never be Andy Dalton. Never be Andy Dalton. Andy Dalton, sad. man. I, I wow. What a, what a weird what a weird thing yeah it's my opinion it was kind of stupid to bring in andy dalton is that and nick Foles is that veteran presence for justin fields because like they have they're justin fields has such a completely different play style to both those quarterbacks that i understand he's learning something about the yeah, it makes sense it makes sense who are who's who's a better veteran that you can bring in i mean you have to think of someone like honestly cam newton cam no newton. come on no i like both those quarterbacks better there's more to just there's more to like being a veteran presence than just having the exact same skill set. I understand, but I'm saying as a quarterback to learn from, isn't Cam Newton the perfect quarterback to learn from for Fields? No, no. Oh. Just because Cam Newton is, <laughs> he's not in that stage of his life. He's not a mentor like that. And Nick Foles and Andy Dalton definitely have more like mentorship qualities, even if they do have different styles of play. Okay. Yeah. Um, I'm very interested. I'm very excited for Roquan Smith. I love him. Yes, yes, yes. Roquan's exceptional. And I'm um, very- who, who who are other middle linebackers? I know we don't have true faith in anymore. We got Nicholas Moreau. He's some he's a linebacker. Okay, yeah, yeah. I think he could be solid. Um yeah, I mean, this team has holes. They have holes, it's for sure. It's it's glaring holes, but that's fine. That's fine. We're not expecting much this year. Um it'll be cool if Justin Fields did some cool things, you know, but not low expectations. We'll go from there, I'd say. 
Yeah. And, and that's fine. That is fine. I wouldn't say it's refreshing, but honestly, I'm not worried about fields. If the Bears offensive line plays better than yeah, than what it is. Also, I read a very interesting article that said like Juan Castillo, or the old offensive line coach, is like not a good coach. And that he was just like always brought along with um all like the Andy Reid coaching staff. And that like no one ever thought of him as like a good coach. And I I I'll it was an interesting article. What? But then why I don't I don't get it. So he's not actually a good line coach? No, I don't know why they kept signing him. It was just like connections. I don't know. It was weird. That's interesting. But- okay, okay. Um I've said this before on podcasts. The main thing I'm looking for this year is discipline. A disciplined team, a team that looks like they have morale, because that's what was missing last year. I'm not, there are some bad teams, like even the Jets, they're, the Lions. They did have a lot of penalties, so I can't say that. But there are definitely like bad teams that at least are on the path. You know, like you can still tell when a bad team is better coached. I want the Bears um, to beat the Dolphins with Brian Flores. Go on. That team was not that talented. I want the Bears to overperform. I don't need them to make the playoffs. I want a team that overperforms. A team yeah. that overperforms, yeah, yeah. especially with a defensive coach, that team is a, epitomizes discipline, hard yeah. work, yep. everything yep, that's you true. want a team like that. Grit. And yes, yes. Me, grit. And the Bears have the money to splurge next offseason. And they're going to have Fields, and they're going to have Mooney, and they're going to have draft picks, and they're going to be able to splurge as long as they're able to establish a disciplined team, a team that overachieves this year. And overachieving can mean, can mean seven wins. For all, I don't care. As long as I look at that team and I say, you know what? They fight every single game. I don't watch this team and I don't say this mm-hmm. lacks heart. I want a team yeah. that, that loves to play football. That is putting every and that's that's what Ryan Poles wants in his offensive line. Maybe that's why he cut James Daniels. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he wants. Obviously, I'm not going to argue Lucas Patrick. We got Lucas Patrick instead of ten million. It's four million. So I mean, that's a bargain. I'm not going to argue Lucas Patrick's better, but Lucas Patrick's a mauler. He will like destroy you. <laughs> not not that's exciting. Enough. That's very exciting because it, it definitely boosts morale. No, it definitely Kevin, boosts. Kevin Jenkins like kills people, right? Yeah, that's what he that's wants. That's exciting. Kevin, you got a bad boy O line who's gonna it's gonna it's kill people for kind of funny, the quarterback. Kind of lucky that Poles got Tevin Jenkins. He's and I think of a like Ryan Poles offensive lineman. I think of Tevin Jenkins. Oh, I'm sure Ryan Poles thought of that too. He knows. He knows what he's getting into. Yeah, but I'm excited for this year. Now I ask you this, unbiased. Yes, what do you ask me? Do you pay Montgomery? And if so, what is the most you pay him? You don't pay Montgomery. I'm sorry. You know you don't pay Montgomery. We both know you don't pay Montgomery. I love Dave Montgomery. He's an exceptionally skilled player. He's so good. He's really, really good. He's one of the best tackle breakers in the NFL, honestly. Honestly. And you don't pay him because you don't pay running backs. You can get similar production out of another guy. We both know that. And I wasn't going to fall into that trap, Orin. I was not. I know you agree with me. Yeah, I do agree with you. I think I love watching Darnold Mooney. Not Darnold Mooney. David Montgomery play. I truly believe that speed running backs are great. I don't think there's a more exciting. Like, if you watch David Montgomery play, 
I don't think there's a more exciting per- person. He never gets tackled first. He never he never gets tackled on first contact. It's incredible. David Montgomery is so loved because he epitomizes Chicago Bears football. Yeah. Yep. That's true. He's don't tough. He's so tough. He's the punisher. He doesn't get punished. Yes. Yes. He he trucks guys. It's but it's like true. when you have a bad O line, David Montgomery will prevent will turn, you know, three yard losses into um, down at the at the zero yard line, but at the end of the day, you got zero yards in that play. That's not helping your team win football games, you know. So even though he's a superiorly talented guy, uh, player to some other random running back who's just gonna get down at first contact, you know, when you've got a good old line, both David Montgomery and the random other running back are gonna be more productive. They're gonna be getting you good yards, and that's all that you need. And honestly, if you look back at last year, who do I like watching more, Khalil Herbert or David Montgomery? I like watching David Montgomery play more. I like it because I like his play style but more. But guess what? Everyone commended Khalil Herbert because he went off against the Bucks. I don't know how that happened, but it just shows you that don't pay running backs. Also Khalil Herbert like went crazy. Good for Khalil Herbert. That kid is that kid is great, good pick, whatever. But it just showed he was like what a six round pick, a fifth round pick. They're just such a uh uh uh. Influx, the just the pool is is so wide that it just doesn't make sense to pay him. I agree. But you know what? You know what? You know what? I changed my mind. On the spot, I just changed my mind. Pay him. Give him an Aaron Jones contract. You know why? I'm being realistic here. Okay. If you're looking at this from like a money standpoint alone, from the success standpoint alone, fine. Yeah, you don't pay running backs. But remember, this is a real team. These are real people. And you're trying to establish good chemistry here. David Montgomery's a loved guy. I know he is. He seems like a fun guy. You've got a good young core right now. You have to remember that, that you can't just like cut guys and let them go. Like it's just like it's not going to have an effect on the morale of the rest of the team. That's why I say, you know what? Yes, hypothetically, if you're talking hypothetical, don't pay running backs. But you got to remember, he's a real dude. He's a great player like pay him but try not to pay him too much what i agree with you and i was actually literally right before you started speaking i was going to bring up the same point to me you look at david montgomery in my opinion epitomizes hard work because that's just the way he plays and he's very liked throughout the team at least i mean i'm not i don't go to house hall every practice right yeah, yeah but, but also yeah so you can go you can go the way it's perceived he's very liked and in my opinion, it is hard to see a player that works so hard not get um, rewarded for his hard work. And not get rewarded. It just gives. It just puts a stain on the whole organization. And Ryan pulls himself. You know, the team wouldn't. Let, the players wouldn't like it. The fans. The majority of the fans who aren't intellectuals like us. I'm just. Of course, I'm kidding. But you know, the majority of the fans. It wouldn't make sense. To- um, it would upset. It, it would upset Montgomery, and rightfully so, it would upset him. So, uh, yeah, you gotta take that into account. Yeah. Okay. I, yeah, it's just kind of like morale of the team, culture, which is a very interesting aspect of it. Some real talk right now, Oren. We're nearing our fiftieth episode. We need another. We need an interview. We honestly do need an interview. An interview. Um, who who are we gonna land? Who are we gonna get for this fiftieth episode special? We should get some interviews. We should. We should well, probably... I know. Um, 
probably talk about news this. on our on our on our close friend Jeff Skurin. He just found uh he's got another coaching job. He's doing his thing. Good for uh, Mr. Skurin. Very happy. Great interview. Great. One of high schools, Arizona high school and really high schools uh coach coaching greats. So that's excellent to hear. Um, we need some more interviews, man. We got we got Ted Larson, we got Travis Gibson, Jeff Skurin, Mac Brown. Am I missing anyone? The oh, Windy God. City Productions. The Windy City. I knew we had five. The Windy City Productions. That was a fun one. That let's get a- another one. That's our goal. Come on, come on. Let's land it. Yeah, let's well, do what's it. What's our what's our what's our target here? I guess we'll discuss after the podcast is over. But if you're well, listening, we're not going to tell the audience what our target is. It's exactly. Big- they, they can't know. They gotta, you know, send if you send in a DM for a request, maybe. You know, maybe maybe we'll find a way. Or if you, you got connections, feed us for sure. But um, yeah, stay tuned. We'll we'll get you that interview. We like the interviews just as much as I'm sure the fans do. All of our numerous fans. Yes, yes, yes. But we let's we're we're actually gonna find an interview. Like yes. So. All right. Okay. Seems good. That was good. Nice casual talk. Bear down. Bear down, baby. That's the one thing you got to remember. Keep calm and bear down. Bear right. down. And we love Justin Fields. All right. We Goodbye. love Justin Fields. Good, Good night, night Chicago. Drive safe. Mm-hmm.